welcome to Storytime with Flutterby, sponsored by Teaching Mums Limited, an executive coaching company for mums by mums. Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. to be listening to extracts from Roald Dahl's George's Marvelous Medicine. Now normally on Flutterby we have one story and I read it from beginning to end, close the book and then we say goodnight. But because um, lots of you will know we are going through something called a pandemic which means lots of families have to stay at home and I thought what um, would be the best way to spend some time at home with your family then um listening to a Roald Dahl story and Roald Dahl is one of my favourite authors and I've been reading his book since I was six years old and George's Marvellous Medicine is one of my favourite books. So each week I will share one chapter with you from George's Marvellous Medicine and if you have a copy of the book you can read along with me um, from where you're listening. If you don't have a copy of the book, you can speak to your mummy and daddy about going to teachingmums.com and ordering your very own copy of George's Marvellous Medicine from my Scholastic Bookshop. Now, are you ready? George's Marvellous Medicine. Chapter one. Grandma. I'm going shopping in the village, George's mother said to George on Saturday morning. So be a good boy and don't get up to mischief. This was a silly thing to say to a small boy at any time. It immediately made him wonder what sort of mischief he might get up to. And don't forget to give grandma her medicine at 11 o'clock, the mother said. Then out she went, closing the door behind her. Grandma, who was dozing in her chair, by the window, opened one wicked little eye and said, Now you heard what your grandmother, what your mother said, George. Don't forget my medicine. No, Grandma, George said. And just try to behave yourself for once while she's away. Yes, Grandma, George said. George was bored to tears. He didn't have a brother or a sister. His father was a farmer and the farm they lived on was miles away from anywhere, so there were never, ever any children to play with. He was tired of staring at pigs and hens and cows and sheep. He was especially tired of having to live in the same house as that grisly old grunion of a grandma. Looking after her all by himself was hardly the most exciting way to spend a Saturday morning. You can make me a nice cup of tea for a start. Grandma said to George. That'll keep you out of mischief for a few minutes. Yes, Grandma, George said. George couldn't help but disliking Grandma. She was a selfish, grumpy old woman. She had pale brown teeth and a small, puckered up mouth like a dog's bottom. How much sugar in your tea today, Grandma? George asked her. One spoon, she said, and no milk. Most grandmothers are lovely and kind and helpful old ladies, but not this one. She spent all day, every day, sitting in her chair by the window. And she was always complaining, grousing, grouching, grumbling. 
griping about something or other. Never once, even on her best day, had she smiled at George and said, Well, how are you this morning, George? Or, Why don't you and I have a game of snakes and ladders? Or, How was school today? She didn't seem to care about other people, only about herself. She was a miserable old grouch. George went into the kitchen and made Grandma a cup of tea with a tea bag. He put one spoon of sugar in it and no milk. He stirred the sugar well, he stirred the sugar well and carried the cup into the living room. Grandma sipped the tea. It's not sweet enough, she said. Put more sugar in. George took the cup back to the kitchen and added another spoonful of sugar. He stirred it again and carried it carefully to Grandma. Where's the saucer? she said. I won't have a cup without a saucer. George fetched her a saucer. And what about a teaspoon, if you please? I've stirred it for you, Grandma. I stirred it well. I'll stir my own tea, thank you very much, she said. Fetch me a spoon. George fetched her a spoon. When George's father or mother were home, Grandma never ordered George about like this. It was only when she had had him on her own that she began to treat him badly. You know what's the matter with you? The old woman said, staring at George over the rim of the teacup with those bright, wicked little eyes. You're going too fast. Boys who grow too fast become stupid and lazy. But, but I can't I can't help it if I'm growing fast, Grandma, said George. Of course you can, she snapped. Growing's a nasty, childish habit. But we, we have to grow, Grandma. If we didn't grow, we'd never be grown-ups. Rubbish, boy, rubbish, she said. Look at me. Am I growing? Certainly not. But you did once, Grandma. Only very little, the old woman answered. I gave up growing when I was extremely small, along with all the other nasty childish habits like laziness, disobedience, greed, sloppiness, untidiness and stupidity. You haven't given up any of these things, have you? I'm still only a little boy, Grandma. You're eight years old, she snorted. That's old enough to know better. And if you don't stop growing soon, it'll be too late. Too late for what, Grandma? It's ridiculous. You're nearly as tall as me already. George took a good look at Grandma. She certainly was a very tiny person. Her legs were so short, she had to have a footstool to put her feet on. And her head only came halfway up the back of the armchair. Daddy said it's fine for a man to be tall, George said. Don't listen to your daddy, Grandma said. Listen to me. But how do I stop myself from growing? George asked her. Eat less chocolate, Grandma said. Does chocolate make you grow? It makes you grow the wrong way, she snapped. Up instead of down. Grandma sipped some tea, but never took her eyes from the little boy who stood before her. Never grow up, she said. Always down. Yes, Grandma. And stop eating chocolate. Eat cabbage instead. Cabbage? Well, oh no, I don't. I don't like cabbage. George said. It's not what you like or what you don't like, Grandma snapped. It's what's good for you that counts. From now on, you must eat cabbage three times a day, mountains of cabbage. And if it's got caterpillars in it, so much the better. Oh, George said. Caterpillars give you brains, the old woman said. Mm, well, Mummy washes them down the sink, George said. Mummy's as stupid as you are, Grandma said. Cabbage don't taste of anything about a few boiled caterpillars in it. Slugs too. What? Not slugs? George cried out. I couldn't eat slugs. 
Whenever I see a live slug on a piece of lettuce, Grandma said, I've got to bring it up quick before it crawls away. Delicious. She squeezed her lips together tight so that her mouth became a tiny wrinkled hole. Delicious, she said again. Worms and slugs and beastly bugs. You just don't know what's good for you. You're joking, Grandma. I never joke, she said. Beetles are perhaps best of all. There you go, crunch. Grandma, that's beastly. The old hag grinned, showing those pale brown teeth. Sometimes, if you're lucky, she said, you get a beetle stem inside the stem of a stick of celery. That's what I like. Grandma, how could you? You find all sorts of nice things in sticks of raw celery, the old woman went on. Sometimes it's earwigs. I don't want to hear about it, cried George. A big fat earwig is very tasty, Grandma said, licking her lips. But you've got to be quick, my dear. When you put one of those in your mouth, it has a pair of sharp nippers on its back end, and if it grabs your tongue with those, it never lets go. So you've got to bite the earwig first, chop, chop, before it bites you. George started edging towards the door. He wanted to get as far away as possible from this filthy old woman. You're trying to get away from me, aren't you? She said, pointing a finger straight at George's face. You're trying to get away from Grandma. Little George stood by the door, staring at the old hag in the chair. She stared back at him. Could it be, George wondered, that she was a witch? He had always thought witches, but only in fairy tales. But now he was not so sure. Come closer to me, little boy, she said, beckoning to him with a horny finger. Come closer to me and I will tell you secrets. George didn't move. Grandma didn't move either. I know a great many secrets, she said, and suddenly smiled. It was a thin, icy smile, the kind a snake might make just before it bites you. Come over here to Grandma and she'll whisper secrets to you. George took a step backwards, edging closer to the door. It wasn't me frightened of your old grandma, she said, smiling, that icy smile. George took another step backwards. Some of us, she said. And all at once, she was leaning forward in her chair and whispering in a throaty sort of voice George had never heard her use before. Some of us, she said have magic powers that can twist creatures off this earth into wondrous shapes. A tingle of electricity flashed down the length of George's spine. He began to feel frightened. Some of us, the old woman went on, have fire on our tongues and sparks in our bellies and wizardry in the tips of our fingers. Some of us, no secrets that would make your hair stand straight up on end and your eyes pop out of their sockets. George wanted to run away, but his feet seemed stuck to the floor. We know how to make your nails drop off and your teeth grow out of your fingers instead. George began to tremble. It was her face that frightened him most of all. The frosty smile, the brilliant, the brilliant unblinking eyes. We know how to have you wake up in the morning with a long tail coming out from behind you. Grandma, Grandma, he cried out. Stop, please stop. We know secrets, my dear about dark places where dark things live and squirm and sliver all over each other. George made a dive for the door. Doesn't matter how far you run, you won't ever get away. George ran into the kitchen, slamming the door behind him. 
Oh my, I wonder what's going to happen next time on Flutterby. That was George's Marvellous Medicine by Roldal. You've been listening to Flutterby with Lily Lincoln. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Storytime with Flatavai. Did you enjoy that? Would you like to hear some more stories next time? Can you leave a review with lots of hearts and lots of kisses saying how much you enjoyed Storytime with Flatavai? I'd love to hear from you. If you have a special story that you love and would like to hear, why don't you ask your adult, your mum or your dad or your grandparent or your older brother or sister to send me an email, lulu at teachingmums.com with your favourite story and I will try and find it and share your name and your favourite story on our upcoming Flutterby Storytime with Lily. Have a lovely day and don't forget to leave a review. Bye bye.